Because if all those Section 8 people had bought on market rent and the rent dropped, they would still be cash flowing because they bought their properties on fundamentals. Same thing with Airbnb. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. I should remind you, I'm with Heather Marchant, and I'm here. I love it. This is the Get Real Podcast. (laughs) I mean, Heather, we had a comment that we're giving our opinion about the market and that somehow like a person or a couple of people got scared. Mm. And I just want to make sure that, that our audience understands this is the get real show for a reason. We didn't name it that because it was, you know, clever. We named it that because on here we get real. Mm-hmm. So pull up your big girl in big boy pants and we're going to give it to you straight. So yeah. I, I, we assume that's why you keep coming back. I think one of my favorite things is when we have a guest and we I'll send them usually a few questions or not really questions, talking points, things I want to make sure we cover, but that's it. And the last time I interviewed someone, I mean, he looked at me like, wait, you don't have like, like kind of like a script. We're not following a script. And I said, Mm -mm. no. And I can't count one time that we've had to stop recording and restart because of something we've we said or that. whatever. No, we we've never, never have. Done we, that. Just, we hit record and we start talking. And when we interview people, we do the same. And I just tell them, we're just going to have a conversation. And we sometimes have to stop them pre-recording to say, hey, this content's really good. Like, let's just start recording, man. Like, <laughs> you're like, whoa, 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 I'm not ready. No, no, no. What you're saying is great. Let's get on yes. there and make this happen. Yes. <laughs> anyway, if you feel scared or concerned based on something that we've said, I would love for you to go back and listen to it and then think through what it is that we actually said. Mm -hmm. For instance, last week, we talked about some moron out there raising millions of dollars from unsuspecting people. And we gave you the reasons why you should be suspecting. Yeah. Not to scare you, to prepare you. Mm Mm-hmm. If the glove does not fit, you must acquire. I'm like a poet, Heather. Did you did you <laughs> did you feel that? Oh, I felt it. Just it came to me. I didn't prepare that either. <laughs> not to scare, but to prepare. Well, my dad used to say all the time when I was a kid, if you're prepared for a challenge that's coming your way and you don't need to be afraid of it, right? Because mm-hmm. you're you're ready for it. You've mm-hmm. prepared your mind, you've prepared your body if you're doing, you know, a sport or something like that. You don't need to be afraid. So no, there's no reason. There's no reason. Yeah. So if anything we said concerns you, unless of course that deal sounds familiar and you put money in it, in which case, if it is, then you should be scared. I, I mean, you definitely should be scared about that. But other than that, now, you know, when a syndication comes in, we've talked about them ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all should be able to go back. You should be listened to all the ones that have anything to do with the syndication. You should be able to listen to those and go, man, that's really good. That's really good. I'm going to look for this. I'm going to ask this question. This is what we need to know so that we can go and be safe when we're out there investing in syndications. That's true. We have an episode where we went through a syndication, questions you should ask, things Mm -hmm. you should watch for. Without punking any human being, Yeah. by the way, we reserved that for last week (laughs) and you know a couple of other shows that we 
But, but, but I will say this. I don't mention people by name on the show unless they're actively screwing somebody, right? Yep. Yeah. It's true. This is a poor operator who's going to get into a lot of trouble. And there are countless other ones out there. I just happened to yeah. choose that one because it was fresh in my mind. And because a friend called me who's in real estate for hell's sake. But that also leads me to... Just because you're in real estate doesn't mean you know everything about real estate. I don't know everything about real estate. That's I mean, have I ever part. gotten on here and talked about industrial property, Heather? I don't know anything about that. Yeah. I don't know that's anything the, about that's farmland. That's the best part about it. That's the best part. There's yeah. always something new to learn, always expanding books to read. I think I'm reading like two different books right now. Okay. Reading is a loose term. Audible. I'm listening to mm -hmm. two different books It counts. Right it yeah. counts. We'll get some comments from some, from some purists. Is that, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Before I just didn't read. Now I read a lot of books. And look, I just got this one from a buddy of mine named Matt Andrews. For okay. those of you who are not on the uh Need to Focus. Yeah, Free to Focus by Michael Hyatt. Haven't read it yet, but yeah. when Matt Andrews sends you a book, you read it. A to download the <laughs> the audible version of this book. Um <laughs> but I'm grateful to have the hard copy nonetheless. Thanks, Matt. Matt's a stud. You guys should look him up. Anyway. Well, I also had a client, um, one of my favorite clients, because I know he listens to this. So I'll tell, I'll tell him he's a favorite, sent me a book to read. And I said, he's like, I'm going to mail it to you. And I said, no, don't. I'll just get it on Audible. Like, don't try that. But it's uh, The Lifestyle Investor by Justin Donald. So I just downloaded, just bought it. And uh, he said, I would love it. So He's an avid listener. So Ron, there's, I will send you the picture of the front. Hey, there's two books that neither of us have read. Yeah, there we go. But we are going to read. <laughs> we are going to so, read them. I guess we'll have to report back and tell you how good they are or they aren't. We're doing and a hey, book listen, club if you guys as our want, team too. Yeah. If you guys want, you know, book recommendations, I guess we can do that on our show too. Anyway, different show. If you guys want that, let us know. And if you want anything else, let us know that as well. <laughs> yes. Let us know that as well. So I was... I mean, I was thinking about whether or not I should actually share this, but I'm going to because this is the Get Real Show. And in reality, in actual reality, I have a guilty pleasure, Heather, that I'm going to disclose on the show for the first on the time. Air, live. Live. I really kind of dig <laughs> Judge Judy. <laughs> that does not surprise me. That totally fits. <laughs> I just love watching her smack people down. I don't know why. I've loved that for years. And occasionally, I will turn it on because it's, I see it and I'm flipping through the channels and I'm like, oh, Judge Judy's on. <laughs> so I'll watch a, an episode of Judge Judy. I was watching an episode of Judge Judy the other day. <laughs> it was... It was about like our topic. Heather has no idea what I'm about ready to say. She, just, she knows what the topic is, one of the topics, but she has no idea what I'm going to say. So anyway, I'm watching and it's a landlord oh. and a tenant, oh, interesting. which I had never, I mean, you don't really see very many of them, but this was a section eight tenant, which we're just, we're going to talk about. Oh. And at first, at first I thought... Well, this dude is screwed because she, you know, the section eight tenant pulled out her form that said she passed the section eight inspection when she left and whatever <laughs> it was. The one she gave judge Judy was a year old, not her exit 
and she didn't have her exit one. Of course, she didn't have her exit one because her exit one would have looked like crap. Mm. Anyway, the dude had pictures and the place was a, looked like a bomb went off. You know, you've, everybody's heard the horror stories about Section 8. Not all Section 8 tenants are like this, but this one actually got a judgment against her. And I felt like I was, hands were in the air. And I, for all landlords out there who have ever <laughs> been in the situation where someone has damaged your property to get a judgment on them, even if you'll never collect, I mean, that guy's never going to collect from this chick, but she's now got a judgment which means it's going to be really difficult for her to rent a place as probably lost section eight funding, right? No, that's the thing is that section eight signed off on her exit, but the guy had two. he had two because he went back to section eight and said, are you out of your mind? The Hmm. first exit, all they did was inspect whether or not the place was safe. So they inspected the fire, Hmm. the smoke detectors and things like that, made sure things were working. They didn't say anything about, the condition of the property. So the guy went back and said, Hey, here's pictures for move in. Here's pictures for move out. And then like, Oh yeah, she damaged your, your place. Still didn't kick her off section eight. So, wow, that's crazy. So anyway, we're going to talk about section eight. I started off with a horror story to go along with our theme to scare you guys. (laughs) That's the goal. (laughs) It's working. Um, Uh, Yeah. I think, I think that there's a stigma for sure. Mm -hmm. on Section 8 tenants. And so, like we talked about last time, educating yourself so you don't make decisions based on fear, right? Because you read somewhere, heard from someone, right? Like educating Mm -hmm. yourself and understanding what the facts are for Section 8 and the horror stories, right? I mean, there's those are real. So, What do you learn in the horror stories? There's real lessons to be learned in all of the horror stories, right? I'll give you a few. Number one, you should probably just go on Judge Judy because Judge Judy will smack them down, which is fantastic. She kept saying, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. It was, it, was really fun. it was really funny. She's like, I did do the hack marks on the, on the counter, but that's all I did. <laughs> Judge Judy goes, why did you hack up the counter? Well, I just didn't know. Oh, the place looked like a bomb went off. Anyway, <laughs> put that behind us. Very good episode, people. Judge Judy is problem solver, in case um, you wanted to know. Section eight is different in every single municipality. Mm-hmm. You just have to understand how it works where you are. Yeah. And you also need to understand how it doesn't work where you are. And if you're going to rent section eight, we rent section eight in our apartment buildings. It's fine. Yeah. I've never but, declined section eight either. Yeah. I don't have any problem with it. I just know that I'm going to have to do a little extra checking and I also know that I'm going to have to have a property management company that understands how to deal with Section 8, how to get the money, who to talk mm-hmm. to over there to get the right reports and, to, and all of the things that you got to do with that particular municipality on Section 8 because they're all different. Having people that know people at Section 8 is a good thing for you. It's a really good thing. So your property management company is really, really important. If you have a property management company that doesn't deal with Section 8 and you're going to accept Section 8 tenants, you're going to have problems. I promise. Yeah. You can call their, your management company should be calling their last landlord and their last two landlords and just seeing what the property was like when they left. And why do you call two landlords, Heather? Why should we call two landlords? Meaning that Section 8 and the tenant. Yeah, because 
you know, the last landlord may just be super excited to get them out of their property and they may give them a glowing reference to get them out. They're moving out of their property. But the, the last one before that, oh, they'll just give it to you straight. straight oh, that's what you up. meant. I was not, I was not following. Okay. Right? Very cool. And, that's a good and idea. If you get a good Section 8 tenant, it's the greatest thing ever. The rent is almost yeah. never late. Now, <laughs> Section 8 itself will screw up occasionally, Heather. I, I don't know about you. Yep. I don't know if you've experienced that. Yeah. I've seen a lot of clients experience it too where they are like, whoops, sorry, we just missed that payment. We'll get that out to you. And it's, you yeah. know, two months late. four months. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we still owe you the money. We're sending it. Don't worry. Yeah, don't. <laughs> it's no big deal. Don't worry about it. Or I've also seen it where somebody buys a property with a Section 8 tenant in place and Section 8 just doesn't pay anybody the, the rent because you didn't fill the form out exactly right or something else happened. The good news is they will back pay you. I mean, they will back pay you all that money. But boy, while you're going through that, it's not fun. Mm. It's not fun. It's very similar to the ramp payments right now with the COVID-19 thing. I mean, I think we had some go six months and they finally paid us. They paid us all the back rent, but it was a lot of money because we let those people live there and we could have evicted them all because they said they were going to pay and then they hadn't paid and hadn't paid and hadn't paid. You know, at some point, you got to go in there and make a little bit of noise. And that's where I was saying, knowing someone at the Section 8 office is a good thing. Having a good working relationship with the folks down at Section 8 is a good thing. Yeah. I had right. one of our rehabbers say something really interesting about working with Section 8. They said, Heather, we are following up to get this payment that's due to your client, but we have to do it the right way because we can't be rude we have to be super kind and polite, like kind of like walking the line that they yep. know they need to walk to make it happen. And yep. I thought that was a really interesting insight because I'm over here going, holy cow, how hard is this? Like they owe you money, just get them to pay. And they're like, yeah, we're working on it. Yep. Our, our rep, you know. <laughs> and so they know Section 8 and they know how hard they can push and they know who they can talk to. So if you have a Section 8 property and this ever happens to you, don't freak out. Yes. The one good underlying thing is you will get your money. It may take a hot minute, but you will get your money. They always pay and they back pay. So it just requires a little bit of patience sometimes. Okay. Yes. And coming out of the pandemic with you know not being able to collect rent or evict people, Section 8 was golden, man. <laughs> it was, mm -hmm. it was, those were the tenants that were paying for sure, you know? Having all of your portfolio in Section 8 tenants is a really bad idea. Just like having all your eggs in any basket is a really bad idea. And I will just give you a for instance, okay? Not to scare, but to prepare. Yeah. Right? In Kansas City, way back in the day, early 2000s, Section 8 was on this system called the point system. And I don't know if any of you have ever heard of a system like this, but in Kansas City, they had the point system. The point system was based on trying to get Section 8 tenants to have nicer properties provided for them. Mm -hmm. So if you pointed out, quote, pointed out your house, you got the top end of the rent. And then mm -hmm. depending on how many points you got, you could get all the way down to the low end of the rent. And you would get points for things like ceiling fans and you know stuff that isn't up quote an upgrade right for your house. 
you get so many points per bedroom, yada, yada, yada. Right. So they had this point system. Well, the point system paid an absurd amount of money. I mean, it was absolutely absurd. There's no way on the normal real estate market that you would get anywhere near that much money. I mean, it was out, out of control. But people had built their entire businesses hmm. around this point system. And then overnight, Section 8 came in and just said, you know what? We're going to go back to market rent. Hmm. Just like that. And hundreds of properties went under. Because they had all bought these properties based on the cash flow from the point system that went away just like that. Wow, that's interesting. So the rent never stopped coming, but it did change amounts. So if you're in a municipality that has some kind of a crazy rent schedule like that, you might pay attention because they can change it anytime they want. And there's literally nothing you can do about it. (laughs) So... Being completely dependent on Section 8, I don't think is a good idea. That said, I, um, and Heather said it too, I mean, we both have Section 8 tenants, don't have any problem with them. And for the most part, really don't have any problem with the horrible damage that was on Judge Judy. Yeah. (laughs) But that leads us into the other thing we're going to talk about, which is we get a lot of people calling and asking about Airbnb, Heather. A lot. A lot. A lot. And recently, like in the last three, four months a lot yeah. of people. I think as as cash flows tightened a little bit with rates going up, that's an easy way of looking at increasing cash flow is doing a vacation rental. So, yeah, the numbers look really good. Yeah. Kind of like the point system in uh, Kansas City. Look really good. Yeah. <laughs> the so, problem is it can evaporate. I've had several clients. I mean, you just have to be you just have again, education educating yourself so you don't make decisions based on fear and also based on speculation, I guess, is our other takeaway from this conversation. But I've had clients that have to sell their Airbnbs because the local city or municipality or whatever shut down Airbnbs in that city and the numbers didn't work anymore. So then that means that several people are selling their homes at the same time which can mm-hmm. drive down pricing. So could mean mm-hmm. that you're upside down or in a bad way. I had a client in COVID have to refund owners for the entire time that COVID was happening. So months worth of deposits and money he'd already spent. So he had to take out a second mortgage to cover it. So you just have to know the risks, understand, make sure, yeah, educate yourself. And I had friends who had the same thing happen. And then they, they rented their properties to the traveling nurses and did yeah. just fine. But the, you would have had to think that through. You would have had to been around people who were doing that so that you could know that that was available mm-hmm. and a viable way to keep your property. But in both of these instances, there's a really simple thing that you can do. Super simple. In the case of the Section 8, you could just say... I'm going to buy this on solid fundamentals. Have we said that before, Heather? I think yeah. it's like I've said that before. So, so you yeah. buy on solid fundamentals. Solid fundamentals All are the time. <laughs> market rent. Not some outlandish, yeah. crazy rent you're going to get, but market rent. Yep. Because if all those Section 8 people in Kansas City had bought on market rent and the rent dropped because Section 8 decided to do market rent, well, they wouldn't be getting the astronomical amount of money that they were getting, but they would still be cash flowing because they bought their properties on fundamentals. Same thing with Airbnb. So all these people who've called us recently, 
they're all asking the same thing. They're trying to make deals work where there isn't a deal. It's not a deal. If you need the Airbnb money for there to be a deal, it's not a deal. Yeah. I think that there's the big shiny object and the high return stuff. You just have to put it under a microscope for a minute mm-hmm. and make sure you're not going to be hating life because it's, it's magic when a market works for both. It's magic if you can have a long-term rental numbers work and then say, hey, I'm going to bump it up a notch and do a vacation rental. And there are companies out there that will lease like a long-term lease and they will handle the vacation rental part. So you just have to make sure it works on the fundamentals first. Yeah. And you know, in no way are we saying that you shouldn't do Airbnb. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is that you should run your pro form on market rents. And if the numbers work, then do the Airbnb, buy the property and do the Airbnb. Cause you're going to make, mm-hmm. potentially you're going to make a lot more money. Yep. But if a recession hits next year, which looks very likely, and people are struggling because of a recession coupled with this out of control inflation that we have, they're not going to vacation as much, which means Airbnbs are going to get hit. And if there's too many of them, the prices are going to go down. You're not going to make as much money and you're not going to have as much occupancy. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same thing that happened to the hospitality in- industry in 2008. That's yeah. why Vegas took such a heavy, heavy blow because people, companies could not afford to go to Vegas and party it up for their company parties. Yep. <laughs> company parties. I think they're, they're supposed to be company meetings. They, I think in Vegas, they actually are <laughs> company parties, but you guys understand <laughs> what I'm talking about. So just be careful. It seems like that's been a theme lately. Um, we need to do a not be careful episode, Heather, um, sometime <laughs> soon. But well, I know, I know I'm, I'm uh, looking at for myself going, man, this year is the last year of full cost segregation benefits. So I'm pretty bullish right now to save on taxes. Yeah. And you know, the problem is, uh, you know, Heather and I are both bullish on that. The problem is we still have to find a property that works with the fundamentals yeah. so that we don't end up on somebody's podcast where they're talking about them buying some stupid property with completely jacked up numbers. Right. Because last place Heather and I want to end up is on somebody else's podcast. I'm talking about some stupid offering memorandum we sent out for messed up numbers. Right. So just be careful with those two. Well, and with anything else for that matter, but be careful specifically with those two. We've had some people to ask about Section 8. Heather, I'm giving a thumbs up to Section 8 tenants. Yeah. I, me too. I like them. Mm-hmm. I like them. Just screen them appropriately. Make sure and, your property manager knows what they're doing, check yeah. in on them. Yeah. Make sure they're taking good care of your place. And I will say one other thing about Section 8. Most Section 8 tenants that I've seen lately have been, well, in the last several years, have been on disability. And mm. so that's my norm that I've seen. And so they're often just, they can't take as good a care of the place for physical restriction reasons. And so the yard sometimes doesn't look as good. And, you know, maybe they don't keep the house as clean because they're on disability. So again, just understanding the situation, making sure that you set realistic expectations too. Usually the tenants on disability stay for a really long time. Yep. So, And you know, there's other things you can do to your house to you know, protect against that. If you know you're going to rent your house to section eight and that they're going to be a little harder on your property, well then put in flooring that's yeah. 
you know, that's flooring that can handle the abuse. Builder grade carpet isn't going to cut it, right? So be smart about how you turn your units and how you renovate them based on the tenants that you're going to put in. All right. Same thing with Airbnb. I give it a thumbs up. If you want to do it, do it for a little while. You'll make a ton of money. And then when it stops working, it'd be just like the section eight people in Kansas city that bought their properties, right? You won't lose yours. You won't be forced to sell yours. You can rent yours for market rent. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's really, really important. Did we scare did we scare everybody on this episode? No, I'm like I'm very conscious. <laughs> I'm I'm self-conscious now about scaring everybody. I'm really not. Yeah. I don't care. I really don't care. I do want you guys to be informed. That's the most important thing. Right? So we don't beat around the bush. It is what it is. Right. Section right. people are great. They probably are going to live a little harder in your property than anybody else. It's just just the way it is. And they Sorry. often, like you said, Ron, they often pay a little more because of that. Not always, yep. but often. Yep. So. They, they don't pay late. Yeah. Gotta love that. Yeah. All right. Well, these were both requested by some of you out there. And so if y'all want to hear something in particular with respect to business, with respect to real estate or how those intersect with life, let us know. We'd be happy to do a show specifically for you. In addition to that, you can send us articles if you want to do a show on, if you want us to, to bloviate on some article, we do get some of those sometimes and those are fun. Anyway, love that. until next time, get out there and make something happen. Thanks guys. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.